Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, what's happening, man? Uh, other Dude. than uh, torrential rains in Colorado, how is, uh, how's life, man? What's going on? It's been super busy. I've been building an ark, uh, I just assume. God is ready <laughs> to flood the earth call. again. I know I know he <laughs> promised Noah that he wouldn't, but like society's gotten so out of hand. He's like, I'm that's just so gonna start funny. over again. Okay, that's funny because dude, you gotta think about it. You know, all the people thought Noah were, was crazy, and then like in Colorado, that's pretty much the same scenario. So if you were building an ark right now, people would be looking at you like, Oh crap, we're about to all die. This guy knows something. <laughs> Where where in the United States do you believe you could build an ark and people not think you're crazy? Like, <laughs> Nowhere. Oh, guys are an ark. Nowhere. Really? I, mean, I guess I guess Florida. Florida. You know, because they get like 19 hurricanes a day. Yeah. Um, so somewhere in Florida you know, near the coast, you they'd else? be like, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Where else it would be totally accepted? Portland. Portland. <laughs> because Portland would yeah. assume it's like some art installation. Uh, That's right. And... I don't know if you've ever been to Portland, those listening, but Portland's tagline is keep Portland weird. Yep. And by all yep. means, they live up yes. to that tagline. Dude, <laughs> it is the, one weird place. The one other place I can actually think of where uh, if you started building an arc, I think neighbors would just be like, yep, I get that. And then they'd start building bigger arcs is Texas. Uh, <laughs> anywhere Texas. in Texas. <laughs> like, not because yeah. they would think We're, it would flood, but they'd just be like, Ah, yeah, partner, I need an ark. I'm in. <laughs> like, where is the ark? Where's the recreation of the ark? Is it Tennessee, Missouri? It's got to be one man. of those states. I I think it's Missouri, maybe, but I'm not. I'm not totally I've never sure. Been there. Not totally sure. Yeah. Anyway, nor, dude, nor would funny. I probably. Well, where? How's the ark going? Is that like pretty difficult? Is it? Has it been easier than expected? And just like taking a lot of yeah. time. Like, how are you doing on it? Uh. It's not easy, um, right. and I'm building. I'm building the ark more of a modern way. Like I have electronic sure. you know, tools and whatnot. I'm sure not right. doing the whole like you know cut Hammer the wood by hand kind of thing. That seems yeah. like a lot of work. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does. So so it's going all right, and it's it's much smaller. Like I'm not looking to save really anyone outside of myself, unfortunately. Um, so it's really just big enough for me and my dog. It's just going to be you. I feel Jack like that's all you need. You Jack and all yeah, of your Apple a, devices. <laughs> Yeah, because I would assume like God is probably trying to save society with somebody else. He didn't chose choose me or ask me to do it. This is just me like prepping ahead of time, right? Of like I just hey I, I can read the writing on the wall, God. Yeah, I'm gonna try to save myself. Please don't put a hole in my boat. Um, <laughs> so let's let's see what happens. That's funny. Like I know you asked me to build an ark, but I'm gonna go kind of personal size on it, and uh, <laughs> I'm more interested in me and uh, Jack. But I like guess. it, no joke though. In God, God's, I'm in this season where God's teaching me to trust Him at, at a deeper level, and like Noah's faith, just to be, like, sure, he had the moment with God where God spoke to him like audibly, yeah. like he heard mm-hmm. God. But even then, like, shoot, twenty minutes later, I'd probably be convincing myself now that wasn't real. I just made it all up in my head. Yeah. Um, 
Like yeah. the faith that that man had to do it uh, is just, I don't know, it's mind boggling um, totally. to have that level of, of trust and faith when everyone's and he like, must nope. have been he must have been a really stubborn dude because once you add, like, it's, uh, mm-hmm. once you add, it's not just the faith for like, it's this quiet thing I'm doing, but you get the social pressure going where all the people around mm-hmm. him are like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, this is dumb. It's a waste of money, waste of time. And why would you ever build a ship that's like that huge? Like, it doesn't even yeah. rain here. You know, like add to it all the social pressure, then maybe he was just like super stubborn at that point and was like, I don't care what you say. I'm doing it like God told me and I'm stubborn. So I'm doing it just to spite you guys. <laughs> like, well, it's, that whole, it's the whole childlike faith thing. Like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. preaching on it this weekend. That's why at the forefront of my brain. But, oh, cool. Um, like as a child, like when you think something is true, it's true. And you're not gonna like you're not gonna convince a child otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be hyper stubborn in that way. Yep. Uh, and that's like it's one of those attributes of of faith that we can take on. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. Where's my Bible? <laughs> uh, so I don't forget it. Yeah, man, write it down. But hey, the good news is, even if you do forget, you can be like, uh, I know I said this good thing when we were podcasting, and it's recorded. You can. Oh, that's true. Well, you're that good. That didn't even occur to you're me. You're good. You can go verbatim. Forgot we were podcasting. Thing. You can even do quote symbols and put Josh Burcham under it. You know, like you can do do it all the way. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, we uh, we have a bunch of new baby chickens at our place. And uh, we got 13 of them that are for nice. eating. Um, that are for eating. Whoa, so eating chickens. We're going to raise them uh, through the summer. Are you going to name them? No. No names for the oh. for the meat birds. Uh, they're Ooh. the freezer crew. So they're going to have their own home that is like, it's called a chicken tractor that you move around and we'll just let them like graze on ga- grass and stuff and obviously give them food and water too. But they'll have their own home because meat birds usually are super dumb and are usually like very unkind to people from what I've read. Um, so anyway, we have those. And then we got, uh, I think, 10 more that are for egg laying. So like replenishing our egg laying flock because they're getting older and we've had some drop off, as you know, from past atrocities, uh, hawks and foxes, other chickens, all the things. Chickens. Um, I was just telling someone yeah. the other chicken story. Dude, they just is, got chickens and I was like, just, those just things watch are vicious. Out. Like, watch yeah. out, man. The, once you see the na- nature of a chicken, you're like, all right, I see who you are. I see who you really are. You will eat your own friend just because it seems fun. Uh, so... If you haven't heard that story and you're listening, you can go back through the hundred plus episodes of this Jesus podcast life podcast, and it is in there. You're gonna find it if you listen to all one hundred and ten, one hundred. <laughs> You'll probably actually listen to it like for that. a while. Yeah, uh, we yeah. we did a good stint there, probably yeah. a good sixty episodes. Where we got updates on Andrew's chickens. Every Pretty week. much, yeah, man. I mean, it was a big deal. Now it's like I know, you know, I know the deal of raising chickens, but I'll still give updates, especially on the meat bird progress. That is, uh, that's going to be new experience. You gonna, are you going to process the chicken yourself? Totally, yeah, man. We're going to do it all the way. Going to do it all the way. I don't think you can do that. I don't know. <laughs> I think you could if you had seen the true nature of a chicken. Uh, <laughs> I think you could. Um, I don't. I don't want their blood on my hands. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair, um, dude. What 
are we talking about? Why are we here, my friend? Where have we been? Where are we going? Set us up. What's up? Uh, we've been to a lot of places in our hundred plus well, yeah, episodes. I don't even true. know how many it is, but it's, a lot. Uh, it's over in 100. this specific yeah. series. I, I don't know if we broke. Sorry, I'm going to look this up. Uh, we should know how many episodes we've done, but but audience and those listening, let's be honest. We don't go back that often and listen to our own podcast. So sometimes, some. uh, sometimes, but very <laughs> rare. Hundred and this is 118. That's awesome. Um, well, but we've been in the middle of the series where we've been working through the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord's Prayer is found in uh, Luke uh, and then in Matthew. We've been going through Matthew. I think those are the only two Gospels. I could be wrong. Um, and we've been coming at it from the perspective of like not just to know the Lord's Prayer or to practice it, but to use it as a tool to foster deeper relationship with God Yeah, um, is kind of our heart behind um, what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so we've, we've worked through majority of the Lord's Prayer at this point, and I'll just read it to you. Uh, but this is Jesus. He's talking um, uh, during what we call the um, Sermon on the Mount. And he yeah. says, this is how you should pray. Mm-hmm. Um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So last week we covered, for, or sorry, last week we covered give us today our daily bread and this week we're looking at forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors right andrew i got lots of thoughts on this one but you go what uh what what do you got what do you got first up yeah man well one my first thought is that um like you can think of this as debts are our financial debts right you can think of like I owe this money um, and I should forgive the people I owe it to and not have resentment to them. But like you can read that in our modern context and like that's the, that's the way I think a lot of people would think about it. But um, until recently, like in church history, debts and sins have been like synonymous. Like they're, they're very much like, you could read it, forgive us our sins, as we have also forgiven uh, those we sinned against. Um, like, that's another very valid way to see this. And on my first thought, it's that, um, like, when we're asking God to forgive us, there's an action there that's also required um, and implied, saying, like, as we also have forgiven our debtors or those who sinned against us. Like, and, and the cool thing is the order of that is like, God, forgive us. We've already forgiven those that we need to forgive. You know, like it, it implies action and humility and like, I'm doing this in my life and God, you're the only one who can forgive my sins. Would you please do that? You know, so, um, so that's where my first thoughts went, man. What about you? Yeah, for for me, um, like Jesus continues um, after this prayer, uh, and he makes this statement. And this is verse fourteen of of Matthew six. He says, "For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive others mm. uh, their sin, your father will not forgive your sins. Um, and and I think this is an important principle to to comprehend and understand, right? Like it, it, if you don't forgive those uh, that have sinned against you, like we're not talking about salvation forgiveness here. Um, like your your salvation is secured, but we are talking about if if you don't have an ability to understand how to forgive somebody else. Um, there's a really good chance that you don't actually fully understand forgiveness and fully understand repentance. Uh, because if, if you realized how much God has forgiven for you, like, yeah, you would freely give forgiveness. Like as, as I watch people mature in their relationship with God and, and learn how to love God, and love people at a deeper level. Um, like this is one of those attributes we look for and watch for mm. is how well do you forgive and how well do you show grace? Mm. Um, like those are pretty key pieces for us in understanding where you're at in that relationship and how deep that relationship has gone. When you get to that level where we're pretty confident um, that like you've got a pretty healthy relationship with Jesus and you know how to grow in relationship with Jesus, because this isn't a skill that comes naturally to most people um, to forgive in this way. So if you start talking about, you know, stories of, um, you know, I just felt convicted that I need to go ask this person for forgiveness um, and I, or I need to go forgive this person. Like those are some pretty big triggers for us where you're like, oh, like something's really going on here. Like God, God's at work because this is, this is opposite of human nature. Uh, but it comes from an understanding of our own sin and our need to repent from that sin um, because we've understand the destruction that it causes in our lives. Um, and of course we'd want to forgive, but, uh, or we'd want to get that forgiveness. But I think so often we're flippant with it. Um, many Christians are where it's, you know, Oh God, I did this and this and like, God, just forgive me and we'll just move on. And we move on to the next thing. But then, you know, we turn around and someone sins against us and all hell breaks loose. Hmm. And you know, the, you know, any wrath that we can, you know, summon up, we we throw at them. Um, gives a good chance that you actually probably don't understand the depth of your sin and don't understand what Jesus has forgiven you for. Hmm. Um, And I think that's, that's a big piece of, of what Jesus is trying to get across here is, you know, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Yeah, man, that's good. Those that have sinned against us. Yeah. You, uh, you sparked two thoughts, one that's real light and one that is a little more serious. So uh, as you know, I have, uh, about a two and a half year old. Uh, you got to meet her when we were in Colorado not long ago. And many times she's joined in this podcast, whether you listening or not knew it. Um, you probably knew it. She's pretty loud. Uh, but one hilarious thing she says a lot these days is like, like we'll catch her doing something super naughty. Like yesterday she was like, dumping Jana's makeup and like mixing the colors and like just Gosh. like not cool. It's expensive. It's frustrating. It's like you're not allowed in the bathroom cabinets to begin with. How did you even get there? But when you catch her, she goes like, usually you catch her red handed doing something naughty or she tells you like I was being naughty. Uh, and it's like, oh, crap, what'd you do? And uh, anyway, when you like rebuke her and you're like, don't do that. Like, this was bad. Like, don't do this. She'll she'll like solemnly be like, I won't do it ever again, Dada, ever again. <laughs> like, so like she believes what she's saying. Like, I will never do that again. Like, it is it is done. It's a thing of the past. And it's hilarious because I'm like, I'm not going to hold you to that, my girl. Like, I know you're too... When you see a chance to be naughty, 
you usually take it and you don't have much control. Um, but it's like as we grow in maturity with uh, our faith and with like living it out and walking in the way that Jesus did, uh, true repentance is like turning away from the thing that was sin, sinful, the action that was sinful, the thought that was sinful, the whatever. Um, repentance is like to turn away from, you know, so it's like I'm no longer doing that thing. Uh, and, and it's not by... We've talked about this extensively in the past, but it's not by white knuckling and effort and just like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop this thing of my own power. I'm done with it. Like it requires some willpower, like changes in behavior do. But more than that, it requires like trust in God and faith and and asking him to like give you the strength and help you through that. Um, Because like... Too often, I can view myself as like, I'm an adult, I'm grown up, I'm big enough to handle this, I'm strong enough, smart enough, whatever. But like, man, matters of the heart, it requires like God's grace to guide us through that way more, um, way more than just white knuckled effort by Andrew or by Josh. You know, it's not like starting exercise. It's not like starting a diet. It's like, man, God, like there's this sin in my life and, and I'm trying to root it out, but I can't do it on my own and I need yep. commu- I need your grace and and love and guidance and strength through this and I also need some like community people around me who are going to help me with it you know and guide me through this people that love you and love me um because we're not called to just like perfect ourselves uh by white knuckling you know it's it's through the grace of god that that we can be made more in the likeness of christ each day um so anyway man that like uh i'll never do it again sparked that thought and then the other thing man you were talking about forgiveness and it's actually just like still in the sermon on the mount but in you know just a, a thought not long before uh this prayer it's out of matthew 5 Jesus said, you had heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to to them the other cheek also. If anybody wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. Um, And he keeps going on and then eventually says, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You know, and it's a model of like, this is how maybe <laughs> with repeated action, repetition, and and effort over time, like this is how uh, forgiveness grows in our, our hearts and like we build and strengthen that muscle for forgiveness is, is through demonstrating it and through not being vindictive and not being like, oh, how dare you ask me to do this thing, you know, or how dare you want to take money from me or how dare you whatever that thing is personally that makes you upset when asked as your first reaction jesus calls us to a standard of not like fair is fair like that was the old standard an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth you know and it stops there that was the justice of the day before jesus he's calling us to a way higher standard in in how he lived and what he taught and also in in how he taught us to pray You know, it's like, it's not a one for one fair is fair. It's like, no, like 
Give to the one who asks for you. Uh, if they force you to go one mile, go two with them. You know, like this. And I, and I think it's for our own hearts and our own minds that Jesus calls us into that type of standard. So um, I don't know if that sparked anything in you as I was going, that's but um, but that's no, what I, cropped I think, up in my mind. Yeah, I, I think I was right along with you in terms of... Um, I think this is where Christianity gets really exhausting. Um, if you try to white knuckle this and try to do it on your own of like, um, you know, I have to sin less and it's up to me to do that. And Jesus is very clear. You have no power over sin without him. Yeah. Um, so let him lead the the midst of that process and, and dig into those things. And um, to get a little practical, like what does that look like? It's, it's talking to Jesus about those sins first, asking for forgiveness from those sins, but then getting into the root of them. Talk about all of it. Talk about how it makes you feel. Talk about why you think you do it. Um, like figure out the lie that you're believing of why you're committing it. Don't get me wrong. Majority of our sin is is rooted in our, our selfishness um, of wanting to be comfortable or wanting to get what we want or gratification. Um, but there's a lie that you're believing in the midst of that, that it's okay, that uh, you deserve this, that, um, you know, if you have no power over it, then why, you know, you know, or it's God's fault that you're not dealing with it, all those things. Um, but I would get to the root of it and talk through that with Jesus. Um, um, as you walk through those things, and and I would also say this, like if you were to, and I think we've said this on the podcast, if you were to write down all the sins you commit on a regular basis, the the list is probably relatively long, um, and probably feel pretty overwhelming if it was up to you to conquer all those things all at once. Yeah. And that Jesus knows that Jesus knows you're a sinful being. That's why he went to the cross. Uh, but let him lead that process of cutting those things out and dealing with the junk of those things. Um, and you're going to be blown away by how quickly um, those things, those, those sins power in your life becomes less and less as Jesus leads that process. It could be little things. It's Jesus teaching you humility and trusting him and watching that be the thing that conquers how you've been coping with disappointment in life. Maybe you, you run to alcohol or you're running to, um, you know, other things that you cope with food and gluttony and, and those types of things. Um, and dealing with, you know, Jesus building more humility and more trust in you actually gives you the power to not need to cope um, when life gets hard, right? Like there's, God just works at a much higher plane and level than we could ever comprehend it and, and understand. Um, and as he works on things that he wants to work on, you'll be blown away at how they impact other aspects of your life or sin that you may be dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, so let him lead that process. That's the point of what I'm trying to say. Um, let him lead that process. Just lean into him in relationship. The deeper you foster a relationship with God, meaning you spend more time with him, you choose vulnerability, you have constant communication, um, you give trust, like all these things that are healthy for a relationship with a human is the same things we practice with with God. Um, And as that grows and increases and your communication increases and the harder conversations happen and you deal with these things, like you're going to see fruit from that. And a good piece of that fruit is, is these, these sins, but also the increase of our ability to show grace and to forgive. um, Even if what happened to us, what they did to us is so heinous and evil. um, Even in the midst of that, we can choose to forgive Um, whether they repent or not. 
Like yeah. forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. Let's be honest. It has everything to do with your own heart. Um, a lack of forgiveness in your life um, is going to build and build and build. It's going to be destructive to not just that relationship. It's going to be restru- destructive for all your relationships. It's going to seep out. Um, we see it play out over and over again um, with, with those around us and even in our own lives. Like if we choose to not forgive, that is going to affect all of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's that important. Um, so even if it is hard, um, even if what they did to you is, is that bad, um, you need to spend the time um, talking with God about it and talking through it. Um, when I say talking through it, I mean, get all the emotion out about it. Walk through the timeline of it. Try to remember how it made you feel in the midst of each of those elements of the timeline. Like talk through it and get it all out. And you're going to be blown away by what Jesus can do with those things as, as he walks you through that. And then ask you questions of what about this and what about that and um, as you walk through that, you're, you're going to be able to find forgiveness. But if there's anywhere in your life, in all honesty, if there's anywhere in your life that you're holding on to bitterness, you're holding on to unforgiveness, like you've got to deal with that junk. Um, that junk cannot sit around. It cannot just be like, well, I just won't ever interact with that person again. That may be true, but that has nothing to do with forgiveness. Yeah. Um, right. Like that, that's a whole nother level that you need to work through and deal with. So you can get to that place to forgiving others, which is going to give you a better place to, to get that forgiveness from God because you're going to know how to walk through it um, with him. Um, but yeah, I think those are my big thoughts. I don't know if I have, man, forgive us our debts as we forgive those. Uh, let's, I say, let's talk through, how do we ask for forgiveness, Andrew? Like, what does that look like? Let's get practical. Man, asking for forgiveness. Um, and, uh, well, uh, it's interesting. Like the way we, I think the way you do it, um, in, in like a personal relationship is, is also probably the way you do it with God. Like it's not, it's not very different. Um, I think when you, when I'm praying and asking for forgiveness, uh, from God, I, I try to be really, to get to a spot where I can talk about the thing that I need forgiveness for really clearly, kind of restate it to God. Like, here's what I know I did that was sin. Here's what I know that was wrong and why I know it was wrong. And would you forgive me for that and help give me the, the strength to, to not do that again in the, the, love to not do that again and the desire to not do that again like it but it's a um sorry my andrew has to throw some peanuts on the couch real quick yeah unfortunately i'm out of those uh i forgot when we were last at costco but this would be the perfect moment for that but i guess the the last thing i was going to say is like when you're asking for forgiveness it's it's important to not um it's important to me to not justify, here's why I did this, you know, like it's, it's yeah. uh, the humility to just say like, I know this was wrong. Like, I know I, I did this and it was wrong and, uh, and I'm not going to justify it because it was wrong, you know, like yeah. it was sin. It was, it was wrong by you. Um, and I think the way we ask for forgiveness from people uh, is the same. Like it might not be in the form of prayer, it, but it would come in a direct conversation of like, hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. I know this was wrong. Um, I'm sorry. I can see why this hurt you. I know what I did hurt. Um, will you forgive me? Yeah, in the midst like, of those. It's, it's a full stop on justification. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. A full stop on justification of like, well, I didn't mean to, right? Like horrible terms or words to say um, when asking for forgiveness. But I think it's a good practice um, when you know you've wronged somebody uh, and you've realized it or it's come to your attention, like practice asking for forgiveness, like reach out to them and have that conversation. And even if it was just a misunderstanding, you don't feel like you've done anything wrong, like fix the relationship, like harm has been caused. Do your best to, to fix Definitely. it. Don't justify yeah. your actions. Um, I think with God, like Martin Luther is famously, Martin Luther was, uh, the guy that essentially, uh, uh fostered the beginning of, of the reformation, uh, in the church, um, essentially the Protestant movement separating from, uh, the yeah. Catholic church. But, mm-hmm. um, he was famously known that he would, he would spend hours and hours and days confessing his sins. Um, and I don't know if we have to get that. <laughs> like, I, I think as, as you grow in relationship with God, like it comes naturally to you and it could definitely happen. But, um, like, making it a regular practice of asking God for forgiveness of, of your sin, I think is helpful. Um, like you, you should be doing that regularly, but more important than that, than that, the second you recognize it, like you need, you need to ask for forgiveness from it. Um, and if you're not recognizing it, let that be the prayer of like, God, where in my life am, am I sinning? Uh, more like I, I really should just prayed this prayer not that long ago. Like I'm in a season of my life where probably I've lived the holiest, holiest, holiest portion of my life I've ever lived. And I don't say to like, Ooh, look at Josh. Like God has been doing a a major work on my heart right now, but, um, there's still sin. Like I'm still a sinful being. I still cause harm to relationship. I still choose selfishness over God, right? There's still areas that God could be working on and convicting me of. So asking him to convict you because sin is destructive. It just is. Um, whether you think you can handle it or not, sin is destructive, not just to your life, but to the lives that your, your life touches. Um, like it's just destructive. That's what it does. So we, of course we want to get rid of it. Of course we want to, to move it out. It's not a matter of not doing, you know, the things that make us happy or that makes us feel good good like god's ways are going to be better than that anyways um so it's recognizing that this is just destructive and that's why god calls it sin uh, the other thing i think is super helpful and i didn't do this intentionally um it just happened by by you know by chance or not by chance i don't believe in chance but um it just happened because I was just going through my normal routine of spending time with god and and for me i, I use journaling bibles um where you can, I think all the major versions now have them. They come typically as like one book or just a couple mm-hmm. of books of the Bible. One side is scripture. The other side is just a blank page or, or lines on a page. And it's an opportunity to have conversation and record conversation back and forth with God uh, in those things. But what I would do is I would, when I asked for forgiveness, I would write out, you know, God, forgive me for this, this, and this. And, um, God, you know, I feel like I have to make this relationship right. So I'm going to reach out to this person. Um, or it'd be God, I feel like I've sinned against you. And yeah, but the cool thing of writing those things down, I was going back to a, a, a Bible that, um, or a book, uh, that I went through earlier or the end of last year. And, um, seeing the things that I was writing for forgiveness for aren't things that I'm tempted by or struggle with today. That's cool. Um, uh, or it's not the same type of way I interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been softened. I love, I, I show, you know, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, um, you know, fruits of the spirit, but uh, it helps to be able to go back and see the progression that you've actually made. Um, oftentimes, 
you know, the changing of our hearts, unless, you know, we're constantly in that area of our life, we might not see that change. Um, or, you know, it, it's happened so gradually over time that God has, has molded and changed and pruned those things out of us, you know, abide in me, you know, uh, John 15 verses, um, that you just didn't notice it. It just, you just assumed it was always like that. Um, and to be able to go back and be like, man, look at, look at what you have done. God, like, look at the the changes you have made. I think is, is huge. Well, like we, we do that with gratefulness. We talk about that all the time, but, um, I think also, um, with our sins and just seeing what were the things I was asking forgiveness for six months ago, as I've walked with God, um, compared to today and how has that changed and what growth has God done, um, in my own heart and life. And I, I think the last thing is, you know, um, and this goes back to our previous conversation, but John 15 is a, a great verse. If you haven't read it of what, what does it look like to abide in Christ, meaning to foster relationship with Christ, yeah. to follow Christ's lead, to know and, and, and follow God um, as he prunes out good and good and bad things, right. To get to mm-hmm. great things. Um, but at the end of that, that chapter, at the end of that, you know, spiel that Jesus gives, um, he also says, you know, uh, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Mm. Um, and I, and I've always read that as like, oh, it's my job to keep all Christ's commands. And there's some truth to that. Um, uh, but as I've walked with Jesus, it becomes a lot easier to keep his commands. Mm-hmm. I, I think the verse is actually flipped of, Hey, if you walk with me, if you abide in me, you're going to be blown away at, at how well you keep my commands. Like it's yeah. the byproduct of the relationship. Hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's been an eye opening experience. Don't get me wrong. The self-control, those things, yeah. those are still part of the equation. Like you're an active participant in this relationship. Um, but at the same time, you don't lead it. Um, Jesus is in charge of your change and your growth. He's, he's your, he's your chief sanctifier, you know, sanctifier. Um, like it's not your job to sanctify yourself. It's God's job to do that. Just follow his lead and you'll be blown away by, by how easy that becomes. Yeah, man, that's good. I, um, and I'm not sure if you said this, I had, uh, my two girls invading, uh, for a minute there, but, uh, (laughs) it is what it is. But when we're, when you're thinking of things like you were talking about and you're like that you journaled out of like, I think I need to ask for forgiveness of this or fix this in a, a relationship I have, even if it wasn't sin, like, I think that's, uh, that's like one role of the Holy Spirit is um, prompting us uh, in that direction of like, hey, um, you need to ask for forgiveness here, or uh, this relationship is is a little broken because of this thing, you know, and you need to take action there. Like, I think that's like so often when we, when Christians talk about the Holy Spirit, so often people jump to like the super miraculous or um, praying in tongues or mere, like healings, like the things that are big and flashy and that are not even flashy, but just the things that you can see tangibly, right? Like the, the miraculous, you know, but I think the normal or a big role of the Holy Spirit is, is in our daily life, in our, in our walk with God. And often that shows up for me as like, yeah, you need to confess this thing or or like feeling a level of conviction around something I'm doing of like, oh crap, like this is sin. I should not be doing this. You know, like you can, people call it your conscience. Uh, I think that's the Holy Spirit that is um, moving in, in every created person. Uh, I think you can deafen your conscience and kind of cut out the Holy Spirit's role in your life. Um, but I really view that as 
part of the way that we are made in the image of God is that I think God gives us all a conscience as a way to kind of be pushed towards knowing him. That's maybe a different topic for a different time, but you get the idea I'm pointing at. But, um, but man, like often like the Holy Spirit will prompt me like, hey, pray for this person or reach out to this person you haven't talked to in a while or ask this question or um, reach out for reconciliation in that relationship or like let go of that thing that happened in relationship with a friend that has driven you apart. You know, like it's, it's the small daily prompts that I think like, I say small, they're, they're really important things. They're like the most important things, you know, because they set you up for that, that ultimate like heart shift and being able to forgive more quickly and fully and turn away and repent and, and change, um, in your life. But they're the small things like the Bible talks about, uh, the still small voice, um, that you get it as like, it's like this whisper that you, you, here you feel you maybe don't see but you hear it and feel it and and when you do you have the chance to ignore it or like explore whatever you think the holy spirit's leading you into and uh and man like i i think that god i know god is righteous we talked about that not that long ago is one of the key attributes of god and as we're in relationship he is is making us more holy and more righteous um, simply by being in contact with him. And part of the way that he does that is is by cutting out sin in our lives over time and in our walk with him um, and by by making our relationships with those around us stronger and better and more Christ-like, you know, things that mm-hmm. are more honoring to him over time. Um, and like you said, like, the stuff you were were writing a year ago, like it's it's different things now that you're like God, I I need to work on this. Like, would you give me, would you give me grace in this area of my life, or would you forgive me for this thing that's now like the the problem or the focus that I can't solve myself, you know? But it's it's like through those still small voice daily promptings of like, hey pray about this, confess this, go talk to this person, ask that question, make time to call this person, make time to go meet with this one. Like, whatever it is, build a relationship with this person that you hardly know. Like, those are the promptings that um, are are easy to ignore, but like really transformative, the, the better we get at listening to them. And I'm not great at listening to them. I'm not saying this all from like, Every time I think the Holy Spirit prompts me to take an action, I do it. No, like that's not that's not the truth. My life can be really busy. I can I can justify a million ways why I don't have time for that phone call or I don't want to explore that area of needing to ask God for forgiveness in my life or I don't want to um, ask that question or get into whatever that is, man. Like. Um, or give that money or whatever it might be that the Holy Spirit prompts me to do. I do not have a 100 out of 100 track record. I hope that over time, my like ability to listen to those promptings gets better because I know that's going to lead into more right relationship with God, more righteousness and more, um, more fruit of the Spirit in my life. But it's a daily walk. And I think it's the small things that lead to the big things. Um, it's the small mm-hmm. act of 
forgiveness and letting things go rather than holding on to it and writing that mental list of this is wrong and that's wrong too. It's the small daily actions that that set us up for deeper forgiveness and to also maybe appreciate the level we're forgiven at um, through Christ and and in relationship with God. So, um, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I know I, I repeated myself a few times, but I think all of that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if this is where you're sitting and you're like, God, I don't think I, I asked for forgiveness, right? Um, tell that to God, have him walk yeah. you through that. Like God is the best guider, discipler that you're ever going to have. Um, if you're struggling to hear God's voice in the midst of that, you know, like Andrew said earlier, find someone that loves God and loves you in that order. Um, and let them be the voice of God in your life for a little while until you can learn how to, you know, yeah. until you can learn how God, let God be that voice in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Hey, Andrew, my buddy, my friend, we have one more week. Yeah, we do. Uh, next week of the Lord's Prayer as we continue yeah. to foster deeper relationship with God. Practice these things. Um, I already closed my window. Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Let me read this for you and we'll close this out. Yep. Uh, this Then this is how you should pray, says Lord Jesus. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.